The, Hell, the Haunting of Hell House by Shirley Jackson. Chapter 4 It was the first genuine shining day of summer, a time of year which brought air not always to aching memories for early childhood, when it seemed to be summer all the time. She could not remember winter for her father's death on a cold, wet day. She had taken to wondering, lately, during these swift-counted years, what had been done with all those wasted summer days? How could she have spent them so wantonly? I'm foolish, she told herself, early every summer. I'm very foolish. I am grown up now. I know the values of things. Nothing's ever really wasted. She believes sensibly in one's childhood, and then every year on one summer morning, the warm wind would come down the city street where she walked. She'd be touched with little cold thought. I have let more time go by. Yet this morning, driving a little car, which she and her sister owned together, a prince of least they might still realise that she had come after all just taking it away going dosely along the street following the lines of traffic stopping when she had bidden and turning when she could she smiled out at the sunlight slanting along street of thought i'm going i'm going i have finally taken a step always before when she when she had a sister's permission to drive the little car she gone cautiously, moving with extreme care, avoid even a slightest scratch of a mar, which might irritate her sister. But today, with a carton on the back seat, suitcase on the floor, her gloves and pocket and pocketbook, light coat on the seat beside her, the car belonging belonged entirely to her, self-contained world all her own. I am going, going. She thought. Last traffic light in the city. For she turned to go. To, onto the great highway out of town. Stop waiting. Slid Dr. Letter, Dr. McGonagall's letter out of pocketbook. I will not need a map, she thought. You must be a very careful man. Route 39 to Ashton, the letter said. And turn left on Route 5, going west. Follow this for a little while. A little less than 30 miles, and you come to a small village of Hellsdale. Go through Hellsdale to the corner of a gas station to the left. Church on the right. Turn left here on what? In what seems to be a narrow country road, be going up into the hills. The road is very poor. Follow this road to the end, at six miles, and you'll come to the gates of Hill House. I'm making these directions to Dido because it's advisable to stop hillside to ask your way. Be a little rude to strangers, open your hostel to anyone inquiring about your house. Very happy that you'll be joining us in your house, and we'll take great pleasure making your acquaintance on Thursday. 21st of June. A light changed. She turned on the highway and it was free to see. No one she thought could catch me now. Didn't even know which way, which way I was going. She'd never driven far alone. The notion of dividing a lonely journey to miles and hours is silly. She saw it bringing the car with precision along the line of the road, line of trees beside the road. Precious moments. Each new one new carrying her along, and then taking her down a path, incredible novelty to a new place. Journey itself 
It was a positive action, a destination vague, imaginative, unimaginative, perhaps non-existent. You meant to see for each turn of the travelling low in the road, trees, the houses, small ugly towns, teasing yourself the notion you might take it to a head to stop just somewhere, never leave again. You might pull a car over the side of the highway. Though that was not allowed, she told herself. She could be punished. She really did it. Did leave it behind. While she wandered off past the trees of the soft, rugged country beyond. You might wander till she was tilted, chasing butterflies and following a stream, and come at nightfall to the hut of some poor woodcutter. Well, for a shelter, you might make her home in, in it forever in East Springington, the Desmond, or the incorporated village of Burke. She might never leave the road at all, but she'd just hurry on and on until the wheels of the car, all under nothing, had come to the end of the world, and she thought, I might just go to the old hill house, where I expected I had been given shelter and room and board, to also consider consideration for saving my commitments, involving the city, running away and seeing the world. I wonder what Dr. Monica was like. I wonder what the hill house is like. I wonder who else will be there. She was well away from the city now, watching the turning onto Route 39, what magic thread of road that the Lord had chosen for her, uh, of all the roads in the world, bringing safety to him, to her house. No road could lead her where she was to, where she wanted to be. The Lord was confirmed more afraidable, and a sign. He was the way to Route 39, but another sign saying, well, Ashton, 121 miles. Well, she and the street friend now turned a road into a friend now, turned a dip going round turns. Where surprises waited once a cow rolling her over a fence, once an encouraged dog down in the hollows, where stool trails lay past fields and orchards. On May Street, one village, past past house, bit of the world, with shutters over the windows of a pair of stone. The lions guarding the steps, she thought that she might live there, dusting lions each morning, patting their heads. Good time, night. Time is beginning this morning in June, she assured herself. But it's the second time it's strange and new herself, itself. In those few seconds, I have lived in lifetime in the house, with two lions in front. Every morning, I swept the porch and dusted the lions. Every evening, I patted their heads. Good night. Once a week, I watched the faces of balls. Law, well, it means balls. Water and soda, clean them. Teeth with a swab. So the house with rooms were tall and clear, shining floors and polished windows. And a small, little dainty old lady took care of me, moving starchy like with silver tray service. Service on a tray and bringing me a glass of elderberry wine each evening for my health's sake. Took my dinner long, alone in a long, quiet dining room at gleaming table. Between the tall windows and white panelling, the walls shone the work candlelight. The dying upon a bird vanishes in the garden, a homemade plum jam. They are slept in the company of white gorgonae, a nightlight grinding me from the hall. People bowed to me in the streets, the town, because everyone was very proud of my lions. They died. She had left the town far behind by now, going past dirty. Closed lunch stands with tall signs. There had been a fair somewhere near. Here long ago, the most of speculation, the signs still carried fragments of words there. One of them read, Another evil. She laughed at herself, perceiving now she sought out omens. 
everywhere, and signed diadem head and all. Devil drivers, you should have a car because she's driving too fast. You might reach your house too soon. One spot she'd stop altogether beside the road, stand of disbelief and wonder. Long road, perhaps a quarter of a mile, she'd been passing and marrying the road. Splendid, tended oaklanders, blooming pink and white in a steady road. But now she come to the gateway. They protected the pass. The gateway trees continued. It was no more than a pair of ruined stone pillars of a road leading anyway. Between them and empty fields, you could see the oaklander trees go over the road and run up each side of the great square, as you could see all the way the other side of the square, which was a land by the trees seemingly going on a little river. Inside the square, there's, there's, there was nothing, no house, no building, nothing but the straight road going across the ending of that stream. Now, what was here, you wondered, what was here, it was gone, what was going to be, here never was, never came. Was it going to be a house or garden, orchard, where they driven away forever, or were they coming back, or the end is of poisonous? He remembered, could they be here guarding something? Would I, be, would I, she thought, would I get out of my car and go between green gates and then, on some magic or going that's way out fine, one in fairy land, particularly poisonously, with the eyes of people passing, once I stepped my head playing, magic posts, magic posts, but I find myself through a protective barrier, the spell broken. I will go into sweet garden, fountains, low benches and roses, trade of elders, find one jewel path, perhaps with rubies and emeralds, soft enough, king thought to walk upon little sandals' feet. It will lead me directly to the palace, which lies under spell. I wake up those stone steps past stone lines, go into the courtyard, where Fanning plays, the queen waits, weaving princess of turn. She drop her embroidery, and she sees me cry out, but it's so it's stirring at last. After a long sleep, repair the great feast, because as enchantment is ended, the palace itself is again, where you shall live happily ever after. No, of course she thought, then you start a car again. While the spell is because of visible, the spell broken, the whole spell will be broken. All this country so that surrenders, turns to proper form, thinking away, down the signs of cows into a soft picture from a fairy tale. They're coming down from a hill. There will be prints riding, bright in the green and silver, a hundred women riding between them, hiding, pence stirring, horses tossing, jewels flashing. He laughs and turns, smell goodbye, and to learn there's another day. He told him another day. I'll come back and break the spell. You'd stopped up for lunch. Was he driven a hundred miles in a mile? Found a country restaurant which overflowed itself as a whole meal. The fans of seeding incredibly down about upon a balcony over a splashing stream. Looking down upon the wet rocks and toxins sparkle. We water with a glass bowl, got his cheese on the table. We followed the corn sticks and napkin. Because this was a time in a land where enchantments were swiftly made and broken. You wouldn't let go of lunch knowing that your house was waiting for at the end of the day. I the other people don't even more like a piling party. A mother, father, and a small boy and girl. You talked to one another softly and gently. Once there's a little girl turned regarding an animal, frank curiosity. On a minute, smile, lights of steam, blow, touch the city, and the polished table glanced along the little girl curls. The little mother said she wants a couple of stars. And I looked up, surprised, the girl was sliding back, chair circling, refusing the milk. While the father frowned and well giggled, and the mother said calmly, She wants a cup of stars. Indeed, yes, in her fault. 
needs to know that he starts to Little cut, murmur spade, smiling, protruding the other ranges. First try to fork the girls. Well, those good country milk was not rich enough. The girl, it's the stars of bottom. Should we drink some milk from it, from it at home? She calls it little cup of stars. You can see stars while she drinks the milk. Raises the body, not convinced. Well, I told the little girl, you have to drink milk from the cup of stars tonight. Get home. Yes, and now, just be a very good little girl, will you? Take a little blue milk from this glass. Do, do it, then, I told the girl. Sits in a couple of stars. Unless they attract you to be like that. Everything else, everyone else will never see the cup of stars again. No, do it, little girl, wants her. Try a little subtle, dribbling, molly, holly companion smile. You took her head suddenly at the glass. Brave girl, then, I thought. Wise, brave girl. The spoiling of the barber said, She ought not to be without these whims. Just this once, mother said, Put down a glass of milk and touch the little girl gently on the hand. I your ice cream, she said. When they left, the little girl waved goodbye down long, and then went back, seeing a joyful loneliness to finish her coffee. Grey stream tumbled along below her. Well, the grey stream tumbled below, along below her. I have not very much far to go, in the thought. I'm more than halfway here. Day's end, she thought. Way back in the mine, sparkling, the little stream at tag end. The tune darts for her head, bringing distinctly a word or so. The delay in his lies, no pity, she thought. The delay in his lies, no pity. You nearly stopped for They were just outside Ashton, because she came to Tony village, buried in the garden. Could live here all alone, she thought. Stirring in a card, looked down the winding garden path. A small blue front door with a perfectly white cat on the step. No one could ever would ever find me there, neither behind these roses, just to make sure a plant only landers by the road. A light and fire in the evening, cool evenings, just apples in my ear and eve. Raised white cats and so white colours. Winners suddenly come out of my door to go to the store to buy cinnamon tea and fret. People come to me for their fortunes told, and brew love potions for the same names. It is overhead for Robin, because she has far more time. It's time to look for a new road, to carefully charge for by Dr. Montagu. So I left on route for her going west, they said, as efficiently, probably that she had been guiding her some fun, to spot far away, moving her car trolls, and it does done. She's on route five going west, the journey's nearly done. Despite what he said, though, she thought, she'll stop the hills down for a minute, just for a cup of coffee, because I cannot bear to do my long trip end so long soon. Not really a disobeying anyway. They said I was invited to stop in Ulster. They had to ask the Wayne, not really to stop for coffee. Perhaps if I didn't mention him with us, I might not be not not, not be doing wrong. Anyway, she thought scurrily, scurrily. My last chance. It was down. You know, there was a problem before you knew it. A tangled, disorderly mess. Dirty houses, crooked streets. It's small. Once she came on the main street, you see the corner end, the gas station, the church. There seemed to be only one place to stop for coffee, an attractive diner, an attractive diner, and I was bound to stop in and out down. Dale, she brought the curb car to a broken curb in the front of the diner, got out. The minutes full, a silent nod to Hillsdale, she locked the car, made for a suitcase on the floor, got in the back seat. I will not spend long in Hillsdale, she thought. They got them down the street, which managed even in sunlight, it dark and ugly. Dogs slept uneasily in the shade against the wall, 
Mercer and Dolly, ex street landlord, to the young boys, land was a fence, everybody silent. Eleanor was afraid of strange up and dreary women in the other rooms. They quickly in the diner, touching the perfect book, a car geek inside she found a counter, Jenna's tired girl. Behind it, a man sitting with man and eating. She wondered briefly how hungry he must have been to come in here at all. When she looked at the grey counter, smeared glass bowl over the bowl, plate of donuts. Coffee, she said to the girl. And the counter girl turned really and tumbled, and a cup and the piles on the shelves. I have to drink this coffee because I said I'm going to. And I told her so suddenly, next time I listen to Dr. Macbeth. There's somewhere I wrote a joke going on behind. Between the man eating, the girl behind the counter. When she met, set her coffee down, she glanced at him. And he half smiled and shrugged. The girl laughed and I looked up. The girl was only in my fingernails. The man was wiping his plate with bread. Perhaps Eleanor's coffee was poisoned. He clearly looked at it. They certainly looked at it. They were having a plump, plump the village of Hills down to the lowest steps. Eleanor said to the girl, I have one of those donuts too, please. The girl glanced it sideways at a man, slid one of the donuts. The dish was set down in front of Eleanor. Laughed. He called another man and looked at the man. There's a pretty little town in there, said the girl. What is it called? The girl stared at her, perhaps. No one ever before had necessity to call him to a pretty little town. I the moment the girl caught looked. Again, the man, the man, as though calling for a cafe stream, and said, Hill down. Have, I lived here? Have you lived here long? And I asked, I'm not going to mention Hill House. You're sure not to go far away. Just want to waste a little time. Yeah, the girl said, I must be pleasant living in a small town like this. Come to the city, yeah. You like it here? It's all right, the girl said. She looked again at the man, listening carefully. Not so much, not much to you, to you. Do how large town is it? Pretty small. Want a small coffee? He stressed the man who ran his cup alongside his saucer. And I took a, to a small, first shuddering sip of her own coffee. I know how he could, but what? Because you want more. Do I have a look? Do you have a lot of business friends here? She asked when the girl had filled the coffee cup. Come back to the lounge, get some shelves. Where's me? What for? For a minute, the girl flashed uh, well, what might have been the emptiest greater than it all. I never know, mate. Why would anyone come here? But suddenly, a man and an alien, and not even the movies. The hills are so pretty, mostly, without small out of the way towns. And this one, the latest one, we were five people. They would come and build themselves homes up in the hills. Privacy girl laughed shortly. I hear they won't. We have only known how to privacy girl added. Not again, it all seems surprising. It's all feeling the man. Looking at yeah, the girl said. They put the movie but in a movie even. I thought they said carefully. I might even look around old houses. They're usually cheap, you know. Fun to make them make them over. Not around here, the girl said. And then I said, There's no old houses around here. Back in the hills. Nope. Old man rose, taking charge, changing pockets, spoke for the first time. Beyond this town, he said, You don't come here. With the tail closed behind him, the girl turned, turned away back to Eleanor. This was endfully. His early love. Though Eleanor with her chatter had driven the men away, he was right, she said funny. They go, go away, lucky ones. But you, don't you run away, Eleanor? asked her. The girl shrugged. Why would I be better? Well, would I be enough? 
because he took Miller's money without interest, he turned and changed. There were no more flashes. He glanced at the plates at the end of the board. Going on smiled. He comes in every day, she said to her Lord's heart. When he started to speak, the other turned back the back and froze himself. There were the cups and the shelves, and then Lord, being herself dismissed, there was a great feast for her coffee. Took out my car keys and pocketbook. Goodbye, the Lord said. The girl still turned back, said goodbye, said good luck to you. I hope you find your house.